What's happening people? Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Simple Things Pod, where we're gonna take lots of simple topics but have complex discussions. My name's Hussein, I'm your co-host, uh, and I'm here with Akib, who's also a host. Uh, what you, you could you hang good to go there, host, yeah? Yeah. This is take three now, so you sure you're ready? Yeah? This is like take four. We literally spent a good fifty minutes recording and it was just my voice. You couldn't hear any of Akib. So Ridiculous. This is the pilot. It might be a bit crap and unstructured, but like bear with us. We we probably a lot of hard work going into this. So just for my suffering, yeah, I think people should listen to this one. <laughs> right, all right, let's kick off. So my name's Hussein. I'm uh Bengali from South London, twenty-four years old. Twenty-four years old? I'm twenty-nine years old. Mixing up my ages already. <laughs> I'm already gone. You wish you were 24. I wish. Uh, that was a long time ago, innit? All right, I'm for Hus. you. He's older than me. Speak for yourself. Mate, you sound a lot older, innit? All right, my name's Hus. This random voice from the north is Akib. Akib, tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, I went to university with Hus. My name's Akib. Uh, yeah, British. Uh, first, oh God, first, first generation. It's not British so Bukhani. easy, is it, mate? It's not so easy. It's not easy, yeah, yeah. When you take, I think you take make out other people sort of bites you back on your ass, but uh, yeah. yeah, we're just sort of uh, two guys who like to waffle. I'm doing this to feed my ego a little bit. I can't lie. I think I'm slicker than your average. I've got a, a few opinions I want to get off my chest, um, and I'm just want to use the podcast as a platform for other people to get stuff off their chest and have just discussions about anything and everything, really. So we're into all, all sorts, aren't we? Uh, we're into films, movies, sports, Islam, current affairs. We talk a lot of crap about a lot of crap. So we're, yeah, just, we're, we're your average we'll Asian millennials talking gas on WhatsApp groups. And I'm sure everyone else is too. So we thought we put it in a pod, get it out there and get everyone talking the same gas. Yeah, and that's it. Hopefully you get a little bit popular out of popularity out of this. And, uh, yeah, another pastime for another week. Uh, every week we can sort of do something like this and see where it goes. <laughs> Sound a bit more awake, yeah, mate. I'm trying my best, man. You know, when you've had three takes and it's half past eleven at night, and a long, a long week, a long week at work, I'm trying my best. We'll keep going. We move. All right. So, topics we're going to discuss today. Uh, we're going to touch on a bit of sport. The massive fight tomorrow, UFC 251. We'll go into a bit more detail uh, about that. We'll talk a bit about the return of United and uh, the prominence of the truth, Mason Greenwood. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about, about an Islamic topic, because uh, Ramadan's gone, so I think we're feeling very lazy, and I think a lot of people are too. So we're touch, we'll just touch on our experience that you probably can relate to. So UFC 251 tomorrow, big fight. Kamaru Usman, Huge. Jorge Masvidal. Huge fight. Massive card, yeah, massive card. Like there are two girls fighting. I don't know their names, but the the first there's one more was... than two girls fighters. Yeah, but I that one, the, the first <laughs> one that happened there, epic man, that bold chick, unreal, bro. But let's focus on the main event, yeah, because I don't know anyone else's names. Fight City, it's in Abu Dhabi, yeah. The the Arabs, they're hosting it. Akib, bro, tell us a bit more about this event. Why it's so big? It was big. Because I think when the lockdown happened, Dana White said, I'm going to fight on an island. And people were like, this guy is gassing and, you know, he's just talking nonsense. People dying um, and this guy wants to fight on an island. I think at the time, I, I was one of them. Uh, I'm a bit of a comedian, I won't lie. So three months ago, I was ridiculing him. 
first to ridicule him. Three months later, first to acknowledge and uh, applaud him. He's got it on. You know, he's got the infrastructure in place. The Arabs, as you said, the Emiratis have given him, you know, a whole island designed for UFC for these guys, Yas Island, to get their fight on, get their grub on, get their training on. They're doing everything on this island. It's going to be mad. And then it was a big card anyway, stacked, as always. And then you've got Masvidal taking a fight on six days' notice. I mean, if someone offered me a shift at work, just a normal office job, six days away, I probably wouldn't take it. This guy is taking a life-changing fight on six days' notice, so hats off to him. And that's why we love Masvidal. He's just a don. He's just an absolute don. When you look at him, no one's beating this guy. I think he's going to win tomorrow. I hope he does. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. And, you know, someone said to me, oh, the other guy, Usman, is a Muslim. So you should be supporting him. And I thought, nah, no, forget that. I can relate more to Masvidal, even sure. though he's not a Muslim. I just love his style. You know, a lot of people in this game sort of, they force it. And Usman's one of them, funnily enough. That's why I don't like Usman. Because he was a humble kid, Usman. And he's got a few wins. He's got a belt. He's getting up the pound for pound rankings. He's one of the best fighters in the world. And he's got a chip on his shoulder by now. He thinks he's better than everyone. He's rolling around with his belt, running his mouth. And then you've got Masvidal, who's just a real-life G, man. He just doesn't, you know, he's doing it for his family, but he will fight you anywhere. He don't have to fight you, though. Know. It just happens to be on an island in a cage against this man. This guy's fought in car parks for $50. $50. He'll fight anywhere, any place, any time. You no, know, you got to love that kind of gangster, the real gangster style. It's not a, it's not a front. It's who he is. Um, and what I love about him is, you know, we live in a world where people want to get rich fast. They want to become successful at 25, 30. Anyone who hasn't done anything by 30 is a bump. Uh, but Masvidal is 34, who's coming to the biggest fight of his life. I think he's got the re- he's going to match the record for most fights after before a fight. So it's just 49, 49 fights, host, man. 49 fights. It's ridiculous. You know, to fight for a championship for the first time after 49 professional fights. He's clawed his way to the top. Uh, slowly but surely he's given people like myself a drifter you know I think what's my next move going to be how am I going to try to get rich or how am I going to try to support my family or you know myself when you look at someone like this at 34 knocking out the park it gives you hope man that's why I can relate to him more with Usman yeah it's an intriguing fight though because Usman like he's he's good at everything in it like you said he's the polished he's just the finished article whereas Masvidal he's just this raw guy who's like you ain't, you ain't beating me, man. He's he's that kind. He's of smart though. He's smart. I don't buy that. I don't buy. It. You know, people say, "Oh, he's just a gangster and he's a street fighter." And he is to an extent, but over the years, through fighting on the streets and fighting in you know gyms and um, MMA fights, forty nine fights is a lot of fights, man. And he he has built up what they call fight IQ. So he's a very very smart technician in the ring when it comes to his hands. And um, I know um, Roberto Duran, the ex-boxer, uh, was in his corner last time. And he praised him as well. He said, this guy is more better boxer than you think. And his hands are, you know, very powerful. And he, he plants these little traps that catch people out. And he's got a really good fight IQ, man. He can see a punch coming. He can see a takedown coming. He knows when to go in fights. He knows when to hold back. He knows when to launch. Um, so, yeah, I don't buy the fact that he's just... He's raw in, the, in his personality and the way he fights. The way he fights to an extent, but he's a very smart fighter and he doesn't yeah, need enough credit on that. But front. what I meant is, you know, in the promos, yeah, you see Usman in like some proper expensive gym and eight coaches around him with his nutritional coach 
And then you cut to like uh, Masvidal, he's just on the streets doing like press ups and stuff. I get that. Like the way it's been marketed is that you got the Polish fighter versus the street fighter. But I completely agree. This guy has fought for years and years and years, and the guy just works hard, man. Like he's he's lost what was it, twenty pounds in six days or whatever it was. That's, and, yeah, that's but he bad. made he made it look like it was nothing, man. Like the pros, he'll get it done. The press well, conferences, you know, some, man. Yeah, the guys would question him. They were like, "How didn't you find it difficult?" And he stuff? So like, "Nah, this is just my job." Do you know what I mean? He just gets it done. Yeah, I, I knew he was going to make weight. Someone was saying to me, he's not going to make weight. He's not going to lose 20 pounds in six days. And I thought, he is. It's nice bit, though. Let's be serious, isn't it? He's got a family to feed. He's going to lose. He'll lose 40 pounds if he has to. Um, but no, once again, there's a bit of a narrative that he's a gangster. And he is a gangster. He's had a tough childhood, a rough you know, background. Father was a Cuban immigrant. Uh, went to jail. He was living on the, uh, you know, living most of his, spending most of his time on the streets. Um but he's he's a dedicated professional man. So he trains at America Top Team, in, which is a big MMA you know gym. Massive, yeah, massive. In the states, and uh, you know they can only say speak highly of him. They say he's a very professional, very helpful, polite guy. And you know he's got two sides to him. You know if you want to mess with him, you know he'll fight you. You don't care. But if you give him respect, and you know he's he's a professional today. You don't get to the top of a professional sport without being some in some way shape or form professional so yeah he's a street fighter and he probably would fight you know for $50 on the street but he's also a very gifted professional athlete at the minute um, I think the saying is uh, athletes become fighters so that's Usman in this sense but in Masvidal's case uh, he's a fighter who's become an athlete and has up to him and I really hope he gets his, you know, his big crowning moment with the gold around his waist because what a story man what a story it's a great story I think if he wins he'll, he'll, there'll be a film made about this because the story is just immense I think there's already been a film I think the, 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 the one that he relates to and he comes out to the theme tune of Scarface doesn't he he's Cuban himself Tony Montana coming to America making the best of, of a bad situation trying to live the American dream uh, you know we've already got some sort of film Lucy you know, influenced by uh, you know obviously the film came before him but you could probably base Scarface on this guy because that's the kind of character he is. Larger than life. He's immense. Everyone needs to watch it just to tune into his live trim, bruv. I've never seen anyone make a beard and that hair look so cool like he does. He is just, like I said, he's, anything he does, he looks he looks cool. And uh, yeah, man, he's, he's dripping in sauce. Uh, and it's a unique oh, kind of sauce as well. Pink. Who you got anyway? Pink Versace robe and he's in his way in, bruv. There's, there's I mean, a I wear pink, man that and I, I get slave for it, but I don't think I can wear a pink robe. Versace, bruv, dripping. Um, I'm going to say, I think Masvidal will take it and I think it will be a TKO in the second round. If it goes all three, um, or is it five? It's five, isn't it? Because it's champion, five. championship bout. If it goes five, I think Kamari's going to win. The guy's just so well conditioned. But I, I, I think Jorge in two rounds via some sort of punch. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Masvidal, the way he's coming to the fight, so he's taken it on six days' notice, so and he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, that will play an effect. I know we're talking about him like he's some kind of Superman, but at the end of the day, he isn't human, and he'll be the first to tell you that himself. So he's got a, he's got a place, but like I said, I think I said to you before, he, he's going to blow at some point, so he's got yeah. to make sure he makes it count in the first two rounds. Yeah, if, if he doesn't it, get if it goes, out of there, if he gets into the third, I think. Uh, Usman's going to take him to the ground and do what Break him down. MMA fighters uh, do. Usman's had, a, Usman's had a, he's had a camp as well, so yeah. 
you got to bear in mind uh, Usman's had a camp. He's, he's, he's trained for five rounds. Masvidal's taking it off six days' notice. But I think he's got a slight advantage in the sense that he's always known he's going to fight Usman next, I think. So he's, I think he's done a lot of work in the gym. Oh, albeit subconsciously towards fighting Usman. Yeah. Whereas Usman was fighting a different opponent a week ago. So Usman's probably going to have to adapt a lot quicker than him. So that's an interesting sort of way the fight might go. Um, but like I said, if it got, my heart says Masvidal in two, my brain says Usman's uh, going to retain the title in a decision or a late stoppage. Mad. And it's a late night fight. It's on BT Sport in it. So I'll be, I'll be using your login, mate. <laughs> I think I should start charging royalties. Uh, it used to take uh, Mick out of venues to charge people three pounds for uh, what was it? Netflix. <laughs> Netflix three pound. How are you going to charge your boy three pound for Netflix? Especially when it costs like what's it cost on Netflix? Seven pound. I think it's about seven pound. Ridiculous, man! Fifty percent of the fee is going to be made. Nah, yeah, like I said, uh, BT Sports Saturday morning, <laughs> Sunday morning. Sorry, Saturday night. Uh, it's a great card as well. Get your sleep in before 3am and then make sure you tune in because it's... Well, you should be going for Fudger really all of you. Yeah, um, that's it. But yeah, get up Fudger and don't go back to sleep. Make sure you watch this. It's got a Bruce the Dragon kind of feel too with the island as well. So it's like it's more gonna combat, be, more combat. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the pictures as well. Like, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's just a cage on like the, the, the seafront. Yeah, bro. I was watching a training I mean, video lovely, yeah, when um, that Australian guy, whatever, he was like, oh, I'm, I've had enough well, training. I'm going to go for a swim. He went in the water and it was boiling hot and he just he just jumped straight back out. He's like, what the hell is this, man? Where am I? You're in Abu Dhabi, mate. You're not... <laughs> it's 40 degrees heat, man. The water's not going to be cold, is it? That's it, man. These guys. Anyway, so yeah, we wanted to touch on UFC because it is a big fight, but we wanted to explore Masvidal's personality a bit because that's what makes the fight. It's the story. Um, other thing we wanted to talk about was Man United, but most, uh, especially Mason, the Truth Greenwood. The guy's coming through. You've been talking about him for years. A long time, I think. A long time we'll be talking. It's a long time coming. Uh, um, no coincidence to anyone linked to the club or knows anything about him. This guy is the truth, man. Uh, I'm not sure. I think you're a bit on the fence about him at the minute. I'm not on the fence, right? I'm, look, the guy can finish unbelievably. And no doubt, he's a talent. Which I'll is the hardest thing to do in It is, but... I just want to see his football like a bit more in terms of his footballing ability before before I get gassed because I've been gassed before, bro. Adnan Yanazai, bro, I thought that guy was gonna take us back in it, but he did nothing. But Greenwood, he's unbelievable. Yep, yeah, I know he's amazing at finishing. I'm just like I just want to see a bit more. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know when you say that. I don't, I don't know what you mean because like he's he's a very well-rounded player as well. Like yeah, he's got a great finish of both feet. But he doesn't lose the ball, host, and he's a great dribbler. And he, he's got a very mature side to his play. So I think on, against Aston Villa, 41 touches, 38 successful passes. Uh, you know, he doesn't lose it. He loses the ball a lot less than Rashford and a lot less than Martin. He does things neatly. He's a great dribbler as well. You're going to see more and more of that as, as the games go on. Uh, so I don't know. I think he's just such That's a great it, player all look, around. Uh, I don't I really buy into this thing. He's just look, a finisher. I, I call him the truth in it. I gave him that title. But... All I'm saying is I just don't want to get too gassed right now because Twitter's gone mad for him. Like, it's, Inevitable, don't it? It's inevitable. inevitable. And that's the thing. I hope it doesn't like get to his head. So like, I, I was really curious to see how he'd play against Villa because everyone's talking about him in it. So I just want to see how he develops a bit more and I want to see the other aspects that we're not seeing as much because he's just scoring too many bangers. But like I said, I just don't want to get gassed too quick. 
Yeah, but once again, like, he's a striker. He's a number nine. He's played his whole life as a centre forward. And then he's been put on the right, the right wing. And, you know, he's doing his cracking back. He's doing his bit going forward. He's making goals, making moves, chances, making plays, uh, linking up well. So you've got to give him credit. He's playing out of position as well. Uh, this guy is good, man. Like I said, I've put it out there numerous times. I'm not scared. I've known him from a young age, uh, from Bradford, big old Bradford. <laughs> this guy is going to be, you know... I was talking about my, my brother today. So you know like how Ronaldo has made Madeira famous? And everyone knows about Madeira now because of Ronaldo. Isn't it? Yeah. This guy's going to make Bradford famous, isn't it? And oh. by the age, before the age of 25, he's going to be the best Englishman in the country, bar none in it. And I've got bets with numerous people. And anyone who wants to bet me can bet me. This guy is going to be elite. And you're talking upper echelons, isn't it? I'm talking, you know, some of the, he's going to be one of the best players in the world. And he'll be the best Englishman before the age of 25. All right. On that note, though, Bradford, yeah. Going off on a little tangent. What's it famous for apart from TPs? Well, look, man, we get a bad rep, but I think you've been to Bradford a few times and you've loved it, all right? No, so I love it, innit? That. But tell me, like, what what's it known for? Originally, it was known for having a high Pakistani population due to the mills. So we had all the migrants were Pakistani. Then it became funny, uh, famous, not funny, <laughs> for <laughs> curry. So it's still, the, for me, the curry capital of the world. And then... It's became it's become famous for a lot of it's, it's famous for shisha say, places so. and restaurants, isn't it? Simple as. It's become famous now for sort of hired cars, gangsters, plastic TP, gangsters, TP lifestyle. Thing. Just say it, man. It's the TP lifestyle. I, I ain't gonna put my people down, man. If they want to go out and spend money on flashy cars and big businesses and big houses, all the Julian Gucci caps, let them do it, man. Let them do it. People are gonna live life the way they want to live life, in it. Don't get don't put them down because it doesn't it's not your kind of life in it uh, it's not Michael Petit but yeah man good luck to him man Bradford's a, it's an entrepreneurial city always has been uh, and long may it continue <laughs> hey, the most C63s in the country are in Bradford isn't it yeah crazy stuff like that I think 100 years ago Bradford had more millionaires in London uh, flash forward 100 years we got more C63s Mad. than the whole country I think or something like that <laughs> ridiculous Keep it going, boys. Keep it going. All right, back back to the sport. Sorry about that tangent. All right, so to bring it to something a little bit more uh, deep, because we've just been gassing, Mike Holden, he, he had a, a, a an outbreak about kind of um, Black Lives Matter, which was quite moving. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a... It shocked me at first, because uh, I've met Mike a few times, and, you know, I've watched him all since like, my childhood, and... Such a laid-back character, Michael Holding. You know, he's got the whole kind of chilled, laid-back, do what you got to do, live your life kind of thing. For those of you lot who don't know who Mike Holding is, he's the one with the strong Jamaican accent when you go on Sky Sports when cricket's on. He's the black one when the cricket's on. <laughs> he's the only one that's, you know... <laughs> that's a more blunt from way to put it. That's the one, that's the one. <laughs> um, but nah, yeah, he was, he, you could see there was pain in, in his voice and his, you know, the way he was talking about it. Um, and rightfully so, man. You know, he's had to live with this all his life. We can't relate to... I suppose we can relate a little bit, not to, you know, because we're minorities ourselves. Um, but it's hard being a minority and, you know, black people have had it hard for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and it's just sort of been all, like, brushed on the carpet and I think holding put his foot down and that's why he's gone viral. He said, look, if you want to listen to me talk about cricket, if you want to watch cricket, you're going to have to... This, this before you, you watch that. 
this is what matters, this is what's important, this is what I think on it. Leave your cricket for, you know, later on. We'll talk about cricket for the rest of the day. Let's focus on this. And it's important because the movement's got traction. Mm. Uh, it's about time it's got traction. And we need to keep making making sure that it gets traction. And people might think, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a black, you know, it's a black community thing, so leave them to it. But no, I think we've got a duty as well. We're influenced by black culture in ways that we don't even see. Uh, growing up in Bradford, I don't know, in Bradford, you know, people had pictures of Tupac and Muhammad Ali on their wall. You know, Ali was a you know, civil rights activist, a black, you know, a pillar of the black community. Tupac was a pillar of the black community. You can't just take aspects of a community and then think, oh, yeah, I'll turn a blind eye to it when they really need some help and traction. It's up to all of us to sort of make it right. Uh, hold interest upon it. You want to educate the masses. You want to educate yourselves. Uh, and you want to make sure going forward, future generations are not uneducated on this matter. They're aware of it. Uh, and we get some real change. I think you were telling me about some change at your workplace recently. Yeah, uh, so, we need more education to get that put through. Yeah, so like a lot of us work in like big corporations and stuff and the Black Lives Matter movement is actually kind of really, a, it's a big hot topic in, in our workplaces. And one of the things that um, we're doing at work now is there's a lot of um, like in terms of pay, right? There's a lot of numbers on how men and women don't get paid equally one of the things that um came about was that black people and other ethnic minorities thought that that they needed that transparency for for um ethnic minorities as well because there's this thing in the in the ethnic minority kind of um space where you don't go and ask for pay rises and you just feel grateful that you're in the job um and i i, I feel that personally myself i find it so difficult to ask for pay rises but my peers they can go into a room and yeah, like, nah, it's good twenty told. grand more, or I'm going to another company. And this is a thing, like it's across the industry. Like I've been to many talks about this, um, and it's one thing that I'm trying to change in my workplace to bring a bit more transparency to to income and salary, so that um, we know what we're worth. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's quite difficult for us as a community. Well, for me anyway. It's because we taught uh, from a young age in our communities. I think our parents and grandparents were like, "Take what you can get, work hard, earn your living." do you think, you know, take what you can get. But it's got to a point where we're doing, you know, very similar jobs to our white counterparts and we're earning a lot less. So I don't see why we should earn less just because, the, the you know, the colour of our skin or our background. You know, if you're doing a job, you should be getting paid what you deserve to get paid for that job. Um, once again, like, it's good you brought it to attention, but it comes back to education. You've got to educate ourselves on these things. So if you don't educate ourselves on this, if you don't see it as an issue, there lies the issue. So we've got to sort of really make sure we push forward these movements. We really get to our information up up to scratch on these things, and then push them forward in, into the mainstream and making sure we can get change. Because uh, the upbringing my child or your child is going to have, inshallah, is going to be very different to the one that our parents had to us, yeah. gave to us, kind of thing. And that's no like nothing against them, but they just grew up in different times. So you know, it was like a yes uh, kind of thing mentality, like. They were, they were they were under the Raj, our grandparents, in it. So they, they looked up to white people. You can say what you want on that, but they were ruled by them for years. So they came here and they thought, just take what they keep your head down, stay out of trouble and do what you got to do. Uh, whereas now it's just sort of like, you know, we've educated ourselves as communities. We're moving up in the world. Uh, and why, like I said, why shouldn't we get the perks and the benefits and the 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 fruits that we, we deserve just the same as a white person deserves? That's it. I think it's been six weeks since uh, the blackout Tuesday when uh, all, all the MUAs put up their black screens. 
Uh, all of those black teams are gone now because it's ruined. We love we love MUAs, isn't it? Don't be going for MUAs. <laughs> I want MUAs on this show. We need we need the I'm MUA like, perspective I, I, on this show. Maybe one of them you might marry Akib. You never know, bro. I don't know about that one, but uh, I'm more than happy to talk to them on the show and you know pick their brains uh, and maybe, you know I'm I'm tired of picking the makeup in it. I want to pick their brains. And I want to see what or what they think about this kind of stuff. So don't be sending for a minute, man. We need we need all the perspectives in it. But no, I think this is a, a hot topic at the moment. I hope it keeps going, um, and I hope everyone does their little bits here and there just to keep keep things changing, right? Because we still Definitely. still still live in a society where not everyone's included. Um, and just because we're not in America in that brutal state um, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist here. So keep it going so that, you know, the future's better for our kids. Yeah, definitely. Less racism is still racism, isn't it? So yeah. we've got a long way to go. And we need to get behind these movements and support each other and help build each other up, man. That's what it's about. That's it, man. That got that got very deep. All right. The next topic, like the next topic is a deep topic, but one thing we want to do in this podcast. Going deeper. We're going deeper, man. Damn. Deep end, bro. I don't man, think people ready to go this deep this soon, man. Man can't swim though. Still. <laughs> Bengali that can't swim. That's a bit ironic, isn't it? I think most Asians can't. They can't swim. They're know, scared do you of know dogs. why, bro? Do you know why? I was talking to this about my some of my friends here yeah, because. During when it was swimming time, we blamed Ramadan and we were like, "No, we're fasting. We can't swim." But all we did was piss around in the other classes. But just for some reason, we just didn't like swimming in school. I don't know, man. I I, I, I agree with you. It was just weird. Like whenever it was swimming, I'd forget my kit. This so, <laughs> is weird. Bare man in like it was just weird, bro. It was just weird. Anyways, uh, all right. So then, so what we want to try doing this podcast is bring a bit of like. Um, our journeys into the deen and into spirituality and a bit more in Islam um, because it is a, it's, a, it's a relatable topic to people our age and uh, our diaspora but it's not talked about it's either talked about in the kind of militant way of you know this is the hadith this is the understanding if you don't do this you're going to burn in hell basically or it's careful just... man careful careful you don't, you don't want to fuck with it these guys will finish you, man. I will oh, finish you. Oh, <laughs> You've heard the oh, times. Bruv, if Dawa man listens to this, I think I'm murked, bruv. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we wanted to just talk about our journeys, not not preach or anything, but just talk about our journeys as we try and get closer to, to the deen, to Islam. Um, as you can tell already, we're just trying to, we're just two simple guys trying to enjoy stuff. But at the same time, we're trying to, you know, um, get closer to our deen, become better people, become better men as well. So... The topic we wanted to discuss this week was spirituality after Ramadan because for me personally, Ramadan is usually the time where I get very spiritual um, and get that big push. But I found it quite difficult this year because there's no mo- there weren't any mosques open. I think fasting became a routine. Alhamdulillah, it was it was very easy because you're at home. But I think some of the the fruits of Ramadan weren't there for me, um, and I'm I'm personally struggling just to kickstart that that spirituality again. I don't know how you're feeling, Akib. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a weird but unique Ramadan, like you said. Uh, I I enjoyed the aspect of sort of spending time with family at home and being at home full stop at Ramadan. Um, but yeah, I think with Ramadan it peaks and then you you come down and the, the come down is always a bit hard and intense. Um, just trying to do little things to sort of keep myself going. It's important we you know we keep perspective. Especially when it comes to the Dean um, and you know what you know what we're working towards and getting closer to Allah, 
Um, but yeah, it's tricky, man. It's day by day. I think little things help. I think you've told me like you, you read Quran every day, even if it's a page. Yeah, I try. It only takes five minutes. Um, and I think it's just a bit of time where you can get a bit of peace and it gives you a bit of that, that spiritual connection. Um, 100%. And it's, it's just going back to the basics, isn't it? Like, I mean, our five pillars, they're quite simple. They're quite straightforward. The first one is obviously your decoration, but then praying, right? And it's trying to make that praying time um, as fruitful as possible, just taking a bit of time. I think op- the mosque's opening will help because Fridays haven't really, right. really, really felt the same without... That's been a big miss, man. Oh, like, that's been, like, like, I don't, I try my best to pay my five a day, but yeah. Jummah's the one, man. You know, like, when you get that Friday feeling, you wake up, you get the text, Jummah Mubarak, you take a shower, everything, best clothes, put on, you know, your best, uh, and all that. And, you know, you got that, you, you know, when you pray Jummah, you feel a, I feel a sense of achievement. I won't lie. That's it. Uh, even you're though it's clean, like, man. You're, you're clean, just, you're fresh. You're manning, you feel like that's it, man. It's like that Friday feeling, and then, We've been without it for three, four months. That's so it, inshallah, most open soon, and we, you know, we can go to all. All of us can go to Jummah because it's a bit, it's a bit weird at the minute. Like, yeah, not everyone's allowed in at the minute, kind of thing, and it's hectic. And people are just shook at the minute, man. Yeah, you know, people like don't want to go to within two meters. Never mind, you know, get stuff going out at the mosque for a Jummah. So inshallah, yeah, we have to. That's it. Yeah, but I think. Like sometimes praying is hard, and um, I find myself becoming very lazy sometimes. Like if it's Maghrib time and I'm in a game of COD, like I'll, I'll push it and try and wait till I'm dead to go and pray. But you know, we just wanted to highlight the importance of of praying, right? Like five times a day, it takes five minutes each time. Just take that time, think about why you're praying. Um, you're trying to talk to your Lord, uh, and and just take that time to to pray, right? It's, it it doesn't take long. Try and put some effort into it, and um, that's what I'll. Yeah, just like, build on it. So, like, I've got a bit slack as well. So, I'm praying, but I'm only playing like the basics. So, I'm praying like for Maghrib example. If I'm watching the football, I'm, I'm quickly rushing off to do three farz and two sunnah. And I'm not reading my nafal, which I was reading in Ramzan. Uh, inshallah, I'm going to try to build on that. Just build, you know, if you can build on stuff day by day. If you, you know, if you're not praying right now, start praying one namaz, and inshallah, two, three, four, five will come. If you're paying three, four, into read five. You're reading your five, try and make sure you're reading them all in full. It's little, you know, it's not a race. Little stuff that can build your iman, build your connection with Allah, get you closer to Allah. That all helps, isn't it? It's like, I think the metaphor I give to you guys is like, you go to gym, you don't just go straight on to 100kg, you know, you build it up. You make sure you've got no niggles, you feel comfortable with the weight, 70, 80, 90. And then eventually you get to that big push to you. So same with, you, with your dean as well. Like, stay by day, man, build a character, That's little it. steps, and inshallah they go a long way. And one big thing that I, I think really helps is just trying to understand what you're saying when you're praying, right? I think we're at a disadvantage whereby we don't know how to speak Arabic, right? But we're taught how to say these words in Arabic, but we don't know what they mean. Um, but it's not that hard, right? Just Google what, what Surah Fatiha means and, and, and some of the words you're saying. And then you start thinking about what you're actually saying when you're praying. So you, it helps you build that connection a bit more. So... That's yeah, a... 100%. Like when you're praying Surah Fatiha, line by line, Allah's responding to you. So when you say, I've been trying to learn, like, you know, what, when you're just in the Mars, the whole Mars, what you're saying and what the response is. Uh, and when you think about it that way, it's kind of deep because, you know, we just sort of rush through it sometimes. Don't like, yeah. Especially Surah Fatiha, it's just like, Alhamdulillah, and you just, you know, you kick into it and, you, you know, you go, you go into second, third gear. And yeah. It's sometimes you don't want to, like, I think you you said you read aloud sometimes. That yeah, makes you so... concentrate. I think especially when you've got 
like men at home in lockdown as well it's quite a nice thing to do just read aloud sometimes like there are times when I've been with my like brothers-in-law and we started cracking up but you get used to it and um it becomes quite a nice habit and praying becomes like an event uh so it's quite and, nice. yeah and yeah and so it should be and, and you can you concentrate more as well yeah definitely it's so good for concentration even if you're doing like asr or duhr where you don't read out loud but you're saying your allah akbar and stuff like that out loud it, it yeah, just yeah. snaps you into focus a bit no yeah and your mind your mind doesn't wonder yeah and that's why there's more blessing in jamaat isn't there yeah yeah exactly all right i think that's that's uh enough on that topic but we will try and bring in some like positive we can never get enough of that topic us it's true in it but you really want that photo don't you <laughs> <laughs> right i'm gonna get murked right um so yeah inshallah we can bring in some snippets of islam and some hints and tips on how to practice a bit more because um everyone needs to get a bit closer to our, our creator and and hopefully this is a platform that helps people um people with that yeah make sure people i just want to say to people make sure they're commenting and liking and you know whatever topic they want us to discuss we'll talk about it and especially islam any any kind of topics that you think are not brought to the fore we'll bring them to the fore we've got nothing to lose um and yeah, people have got, you know, that's the beauty of Islam in it. It's different to everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's good to share these ideas, talk about these things. So whatever you want us to talk about, please plug it to us and uh, we'll uh, do our best to get back to you and yeah. speak about it on, on the podcast. I think sometimes the challenge is, right, like, uh, Islam's quite simple, but, like, it's, it's, it's hard for people to talk about and it's hard to relate Islam to your daily life. Um, and hopefully we can help with that, i.e. We've, we've got some connections, so if you've got any random questions, a hot topic, we can reach out, do a bit of research, maybe get an expert to come in and talk about it um, and, and discuss it. Yeah, 100%, like, you know, it's hard in the West being a Muslim, um, but that doesn't mean that it's an excuse. So if we can just, like I say, educate ourselves and uh, educate you guys as well, um, and sort of build little building blocks towards Islam. That'd be great. Um, and whatever you want us to discuss, we'll uh, we'll touch uh, base with the people that we know um, and the people that they know, and hopefully share good ideas and good practices. Cool. All right, we're going to end um, soon, but we're going to end with a bit of a summary of what's going on in the week to give you a bit of a current affairs plug. So I guess lockdown is ending, Akib. Apparently, so like, how have you found lockdown? And uh, how do you feel about it ending? In Bradford, I think lockdown ended months ago. <laughs> <laughs> no one's been social distancing here. Um, nice to see stuff opening up again. I think people are going to be shook for a while, though. I think they're going to make masks mandatory, uh, which is a bit of a ball because I don't want to smell my own breasts. Oh, it's disgusting, um, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's good. I think gyms are opening up. We're slowly getting back to the, the new norm, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, back to the future kind of thing, um, but yeah, it's you know it's, it's been a tough three four months because our worlds have been sort of turned upside down. Be at the workplace in the ho- in the home or anywhere in the community, um, but hopefully we can get to some form of normality again. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh mate, I've I've genuinely really enjoyed lockdown. The only thing I've really missed is uh, the gym and uh, mosques. But other than that, it's, like... it's going to be in a. It's going to be, I think, uh, an iconic time. So, yeah. inshallah, if you have the life, you know, you'll be talking about it 20, 30 years. You'll be like, when that time we went into lockdown and we were like, our whole performance, and there was no football and stuff. And then we used to, you know, go on house party and you know, Zoom meetings and 
Microsoft like Zoom teams quizzes, man. They sorts. died after like a week, innit? The playing quizzes and all that and all that. And then football without the fans, remember that? Yeah. There was no fans in the ground and all this. And then you'll be telling your kids, man, they'll be, they won't believe you. They're like, what, it sounds like a world war or something. It's going to be uh, in history lessons, isn't it? It will be. I think if Trump has anything to do with it, it'll be blaming on China. <laughs> <laughs> Kung flu, bro. <laughs> Wasn't it in Kung flu? Kung flu. <laughs> that guy's a that guy's a legend, man. It's funny, <laughs> but it's it's characters like him and Boris you're gonna remember as well, isn't it? This is the argument I have with the guys all the time, isn't it? I say Boris will be remembered as the, you know this churchy-like figure who got us through <laughs> through the toughest of times in your lifetime, isn't it? Boris got you through it, and uh, there's a few good schemes coming out in there. So the furlough is a good one, and now they've got uh, the the food vouchers and stuff. Yeah, that would be good, and. Uh, Oh, no stamp duty as well in there for six months yeah man yeah they're doing their bit man they're doing their bit Shisha Shisha Place will be open soon officially officially open they've been open for ages now. they never closed it, I'm not going to bait anyone's out but <laughs> from what I know they never closed <laughs> like it, man we want, we want a few more episodes innit potential sponsors as well bro Definitely, definitely. Any excuse you want to get in touch with us, by all means. We're going to be on video yeah, soon, yeah, yeah, and like we'll have like T-shirts with logos. We'll, we'll advertise your shisha pipes and everything. Yeah, I was talking to my mate about this as well. Though, like they're they're ahead of the curve, man. So they were like, you know, you know, they get how they get the little heads, the different heads and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the tips, and uh, you know, they were ready for this lockdown. They were ready for post lockdown life in it. Like, there's not much they have to do in it to sort of adhere to the rules that the government's placing on upon them, if you get what I mean. I don't think they would have adhered to them anyway, bruv. <laughs> man, them need their shisha, man. People got to smoke, man. MUAs, bruv. That's the only place they can go. Listen, man, this little bit there with MUAs has got to stop, man. you got to let them do their thing, man. <laughs> Look, man, I just want the black posts back on their feeds, innit? That's all I ask for. We'll wrap up our podcast with a little bit of a plug. Anything you've watched recently that you want to plug and recommend since everyone's still locked in their homes? Um, I've not had much time to watch much stuff, but uh, I caught a film the other day, uh, The Terminal, Tom Hanks. Uh, I think it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, really enjoyed it, good film. Loosely based on a true story about a guy who gets stuck in uh, an airport. The real-life guy got stuck in there for 18 years. This guy's, I think, just a year in the film. But the film just follows him in the terminal. Um, he basically can't go back to his home country or enter the United States, so he has to live in the airport for nine months. Uh, and he spends uh, nine months there, and people lo- learn to love him. Uh, did a bit of research after watching the film, and it's based on a true story about some Iranian guy that uh, wanted to come to the UK, didn't have the papers, got sent back to France, couldn't enter France, couldn't go back to Iran because he was exiled. So he basically just chose to stay in the airport for 18 years. Uh, he's a character, man. Like They offered him residency 10 years in, the French authorities, and he said, no, nah, I don't want French authority. And he just stayed in the airport for another eight years. And they spoke to his family, and his family were like, look, we've caught off contact with this guy because he's just living the life he wants to live. He wants to live in an airport. Don't feel sorry for him kind of thing. He's no prisoner. He's doing what he wants to do. He wants to live there for free, watch the world go by and do his thing. Uh, yeah, there's a few documentaries on YouTube about him. There's a few books out about him as well. Quite the character, um, quite the man. But yeah, 18 years in a terminal, man. That's crazy. Mad. 
What's your favourite Spielberg film? Oh, that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. No, you can't put me in the spot like that. Uh, Come on, man. What's the first oof. one that came to your head? There's so many, man. There's he, he, he made E.T., didn't he? Yeah, he did. E.T. is one e. that e. came to mind. Um, he made Hook as well, didn't he? I love Hook. Oh, what a film. Uh, yeah, those are the ones that I kind of like. You know, the feel-good ones that he's got. But he's got a few epics as well. There's, there's a film he did recently, yeah. I'm not saying it's my favourite one, but it's called Ready Player One. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's good, but it's not, it's not his best. Nah, it's obviously not his best, but if anyone hasn't watched it and you've got a 4K TV, watch it. It's sick. It's the, the graphics are amazing in that film. Yeah. It's set in the future, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, the graphics aren't good in that film. But, uh, it's a bit different. It was a, I think he just wanted... Like, sometimes with Spielberg, he wants to go a bit like light-hearted sometimes. Yeah. So he makes his films like Terminal and Ready Player One. Uh, but his biopics and stuff like that are the ones that are the best, aren't they? His, uh, his sagas and, yeah, man, what a director. That's it. All right, I wanted to plug a TV show. Um, it's called Hunters. So I've watched so many TV shows over lockdown. They're all just mad serious and it's got a bit bored of them. And the Hunters is a, a show about uh, Nazi survivors who, who survived Auschwitz. And they start hunting Nazis who are hiding in America. Um, this is lighthearted. It's very light. It's written by Jordan Peele. It's very lighthearted. Does it? Does it? Does it sound lighthearted? Al Pacino as well. Yeah, like he's just epic in it. But if you want to watch something that's funny, a bit different, um, it's got a lot of gore in it though because it's quite violent. Because the way they kill some of the Nazis are a bit mad. But it's something completely fresh. Just give it a watch. It's a good watch. It's very lighthearted. No, I don't think it, is. it doesn't sound like it. Nazis, bruv. What's what's not lighthearted about them? Oh, <laughs> I want to say that loud. <laughs> I uh, told you, man. We're gonna no, get, we're gonna get banned. Amazon, Amazon Prime, yeah. Uh, and uh, how long the episode? Uh, episode is well, the first one is like a movie. It's like two hours long, but they're all and about forty-five minutes. I think there's about eleven episodes. There's there's gonna be another season, but there are loads of twists and turns. But it's just something different, man. Like I'm just bored of watching these over serious shows now. I think I'm Netflixed out, so it was just it was just nice to watch something that's a bit funny. Yeah, I'll check it out. Is it on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Do you have you got Amazon Prime? Yeah, I've got Amazon Prime. What I do is uh, I I pay for Amazon Prime, my brother pays for Netflix, and then we share the accounts. We found a bit of a loophole there. Don't, don't be baiting yeah. up your loot holes, bruv. I still need to use your BT login for tomorrow. I think I should start charging. One of our friends uh, charges someone for Netflix £3 a month. It's scandalous, if you ask me, because someone will call it good business, actually, but you shouldn't be doing that for £3. <laughs> bruv, you can have, like, eight users or something at a time on it as well. The thing is, if you get seven users and you charge them £3 each, you can make a profit from your Netflix account uh, of about 200%. If I'm off the top of my head, so might be an idea actually. Might no. start charging for BT box. No, no, no. Don't, Toughest events there, Hus. Don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's our first episode of the Simple Things Pod. Any thoughts? Anything you wanna? Any last words? Yeah, I mean, we just want to go on a week, week to week basis. We want to talk about topics you guys want us to talk about. So please get involved with our socials. Comment. 
like, share the page, uh, comment on what you want us to talk about, especially messages, DMs, let us know what topics are. Any topic you want to discuss, we'll talk about it. We're quite opinionated on things, as you've seen. We'll talk about, I'll, I, I don't know about you, I'll talk about anything and everything that you put forward to me. I've got an opinion um, on everything that's presented to me. Um, so just, yeah, just we want people to get involved. And I don't want to sort of isolate one sort of demographic out. Um, I want to have it out to everyone, old, young, male, female, um, any background, any kind of age, you know, get it out there for us. Uh, we want to have different topics every week, break it down into four blocks of, four or five blocks of 10 minutes each on each topic and, uh, you know, reach out to a lot of people. Like I said, uh, we're masters of a, uh, masters of a lot of trades, jacks of all trades, aren't we? Uh, Master of none, mate. We're not, uh, masters of none, sorry, yeah, <laughs> flopped that one. Anyway, jacks of all trades, isn't it? Masters of none. That's the one. That's the So, so uh, yeah. yeah, anything you want to talk about, share it. Yeah, we want to be like your weekly um, dose of current affairs, anything that's going on in the world. Um, and, and a few deep topics that just aren't talked about enough for, for people like us. So um, let, let's keep the let's keep the, the hype going and everyone start liking, sharing, commenting on our on our social medias. So our, our Twitter account is the simple things underscore pod. I think the at is TST underscore pod. The Instagram is the simple things underscore pod. Uh, we'll start posting over the week. Give us some feedback. This is the first one where recording like in one go we don't know how to edit yet we don't have mics or anything so apologies for sound quality and all that but we will get better and yeah yeah definitely yeah get sharing and uh yeah just yeah interaction we want a lot of interaction with our listeners so uh whatever you want us to pitch for you know talk about because uh, there's a lot of topics out there i think people don't talk about them and especially from our demographic uh you know british asian muslims living in the West, uh, being Muslim, people want to hear things like about similar people from similar backgrounds and uh, some people want to have an insight into your background. So whatever you want to answer, like I said, we will answer for you. Yep. Cool. I think, uh, thanks for listening. Probably just our friends and family for, for this one, but thank you all for listening and uh, see you next week. I really hope this is recorded because I'm, uh, Bismillah, yeah, it? No, so uh, we're about I'll, to stop I'll, it and play it. take five minutes. If I yeah. don't hear Aki's voice, then I think that's the end of the Simple Things pod. I think it's over before it starts. <laughs> All right, fingers crossed. Uh-huh. We've recorded. Inshallah. See you next week. All right, man. See you Take care. Bye. Right.